Fiddletown, California sort of feels like the Old West. There's gravel paths, a blacksmith shop, a saloon. There's a library that looks a lot like a barn. There's only one house on the main stretch, and there's only 235 people in this whole town. The rest of the homes are across the creek or tucked up into the hills. There are many little roads in Amador County that have a lonely person at the end of them. That's Ursula Tosher. She's a volunteer senior visitor. That means she drives all over to find the county's most isolated people and keep them company. She's sort of the front line against chronic loneliness. It's a health issue, and it can kill you, just like obesity. It can slow down the brain and drive people into deep depression. And it's a major suicide risk, especially for seniors. One third of all people who took their lives in Amador County between 2010 and 2017 were over age 60. So for this episode in our Rural Suicide series, we're talking with two different seniors who struggle with loneliness. They've each found their own way to cope. One keeps busy at home, and another heads out in search of community. First, I follow Ursula to a little cottage where she's visiting Heather Saxton. You're not hearing much here because there's not a lot of noise around Heather's property. I love the quiet. I love hearing birds all the time. Um, I love the wild animals. Some of them, like turkeys, get annoying. But <laughs> Inside, it's just her, some artwork, and a black and white cat named Flower. Could you please scratch on your scratchy post, please? Saxton says her family doesn't visit, and she doesn't have a lot of friends. She goes to the grocery store in Jackson a few days a month, but on days she doesn't, all that quiet can be grating. It's such a basic need to have to socialize or to have people around. Um, I mean, it's just so when 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 one doesn't, um, the will to live or the like, what's the purpose? Why am I here? What good am I doing? Or um, and I think that with loneliness, it's just sometimes you, it's easy to dig oneself into being more and more lonely because you start isolating and it just kind of snowballs. That's where Ursula comes in. On the day I visit, she's sitting in Heather's living room. They've been having talks like this for about nine years. It's like a lot of things that weren't very good have happened in our life during that time. But we have known each other for a long time. So what do two people, people who were once strangers talk about? Heather likes to look back on the human resources job she left at Stanford. And they talk about family, Heather's cancer diagnosis, and the garden, which she can't tend to anymore. As I get older and need more help with things, just housekeeping things even, you know, and so not, ha not have being close to on the center of things and where there is more activity has gotten a little more difficult, both emotionally um, and, well, and physically. She does have a new hobby, ukulele. She's too embarrassed to play me a song, but she does strum out a few chords. Mine is tuned differently because I have a low G string, so it has a little bit more. There are seniors like Heather in rural places all over California. It's a hard life. Imagine living alone and losing many of the things that make you, you. These seniors are grasping for a lifeline.
Tim Smith is a psychologist who studies loneliness at Brigham Young University. A paper he published last year found a concerning rise among seniors. He called me from a park, so you might hear kids in the background. We're social creatures, biologically. Our brains are wired for connection. When that connection doesn't happen, our neurotransmitters stop working at their usual clip. Our brains produce fewer endorphins, and Smith says subbing in TV or social media doesn't bring those levels back up. The way our society is changing is making this worse. A few decades ago, families stayed together longer, and grandparents lived at home until they died. That's gotten less common, especially among white people. Seniors who choose to live in the country are sort of just on their own. They don't have services in walking distance like they would in a city. Senior people are having less and less to do because there's fewer kids in rural areas and teens and young adults than there used to be. As well as those kids, teens and young adults that are there are spending more of their leisure time online or on Netflix or whatever and, and not engaging in community organizations as in the past. So check-ins from people like Ursula can help. But Smith and his colleagues are looking at another idea. If folks are isolated, having people come in and train them in how to use uh, Facebook, uh, Zoom, Skype, interactive technologies, and then increase the amount of contact with people that they have already had long-term relationships with in the past. That is much more effective than starting up new relationships, and particularly relationships with strangers. So we heard from a senior who's anchored at home, wondering if she's just taking up space. She finds workarounds to keep her mood up, like calling Ursula. But we want to introduce you to someone who took an entirely different approach. And a lot of times I say, I wish I was dead. I'd just blow my head off. That's Andy Fulton. He's 70. So I say, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But sometimes you really feel like it. Andy is a big guy with a mop of dark hair and a face full of scruff. He's good with his hands, a former school custodian. He likes to fix things. But since he threw out his hip, he hasn't been able to walk around his property in Plymouth. When his wife died, he felt himself slipping into a paralyzed stupor. He realized he had to get out and do something. So he got in the car, and he drove the windy 14 miles to a community center in Jackson. I get out of the house. I don't have to sit there and watch TV. And like I said, i got friends here, these people I met here. It's, it's better than sitting at home and, and looking at walls and watching TV and become a couch potato. His friends are the other visitors at the Sierra Wind Wellness and Recovery Center. It's a brightly lit two-story building that serves a well-attended free lunch every day. After they eat, guests scatter to the airy front room or they duck into the cozy library. Executive Director Joseph Bartholomew leads me outside. Here's our garden. We have to grow things above ground here because of the soil. This is an old mining town. Uh, we have some corn back there, peppers. The members kind of tend to this. There is a group here for almost everything. Alcoholics Anonymous, bipolar disorder, LGBT support. There aren't any therapists or psychiatrists, so staff refer guests who are in bad shape to the county health department. But mostly, people just hang out and shoot the breeze. We have seen that uh, peer support is very helpful, so having someone to come along and talk to you and get to know you and build a relationship with you uh, tends to work, and some people are uh, 
at that point decide, hey, you know, maybe I want to do something uh, for myself around my condition at this point in time because we have to remember everybody's on their own journey. Andy comes here every day, and he often attends the groups, even though he says it's purely out of curiosity. I don't think I'm nuts yet, but, but it's just something to go to and do, you know, visit with my friends. And, and I learn a lot of things. I learn a lot of things about the people who have that problem because it's disgusting there. And when he doesn't show up for a day or two, somebody from the center calls to check in. If it wasn't for uh, this place, I don't know what I'd do. When I didn't have it, it was very boring, you know. It was uh, uh, really terrible, you know. Yeah, I didn't feel, you know, you didn't feel like doing much of anything. You were depressed all the time. Because when you have nobody to talk to, you know, and and, and loneliness does get the best of you. The Wellness Center is hoping to increase how long it can stay open each week. And the Senior Visitor Program wants to sign up more isolated people like Heather Saxton. Moral of the story? Loneliness isn't just a temporary feeling that puts you in a slump. It's heavy and sometimes life-threatening. So if you've got a loved one who has isolated themselves, think about giving them a ring or better yet, a visit. If you're thinking about suicide or know someone who is, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.